Hello, and welcome to the Author's Den podcast, where we help authors share their message to the world. Join us as we feature unique conversations and get ready to be inspired. Now, let's get started with the show. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Author's Den. I am Lizzie. I don't need the glasses right now. Your host, and I have an incredible, incredible uh, guest for you today. Uh, All the way from the other side of the world, uh, we are here in Toronto, Canada, as some of you know, with the Author's Den By the way, don't forget to subscribe to the Author's Den podcast, and we will be featuring videos as well, uh, hopefully. And uh, I am so excited to talk about a subject that is a little bit um, controversial, but it's a must. And this this part, the host, uh, the guest does not know, but I have... I have lived an experience. I know what it's like to have uh, somebody with Alzheimer's and dementia. Some of you know that I've shared many, many times that my father passed two years ago, and it was a a very, very difficult time uh, to deal with someone with that disease. So let me get get you a little bit out of intro of this incredible guest, which we'll be discussing uh, lots, lots of information for you that would like to find out a little bit more about what is this disease all about and how can we help and how can we get ourselves educated and how can we know more about this with uh, our guests. So here, uh, I want to share with you it's an incredible cover. By the way, this has just come out. It's an audiobook already. And uh, this is the cover of the book, The Truth and Lies of Alzheimer's Its Secrets Faces by Lisa uh, Skinner and Douglas W. So Lisa is a feature. Alicia, Lisa Skinner is a highly recognized expert and media host. Uh, so she has uh, been in the uh, in the media already. So she knows originally thinking of a counter a counterintuitive solution to provide family members and spouses and children and caregiver uh, and others with a conscious guide of the tools that. We need it. We need uh, to effective manage symptoms of Alzheimer's uh, disease and dementia. Uh, so here are the tools. Uh, she is an incredible lady. She has uh, published this book. And I think all of you are going to benefit from this incredible learning experience, uh, how to manage this difficult situation. And I, as I said earlier, personally had to go through with my father. So I I know what we're talking about. So let's welcome her uh, with a wonderful. Hello, hello, Lisa, and welcome to the Author's Den. Wow, what an incredible um, work that you've done. What an incredible life that you have led. Tell us a little bit about what made you choose this topic? What made you uh, write this book? What happened in your life? Did you have a personal experience as I did? Or this is something that in your field that you decided more people needed to know about this? 
all of the above. <laughs> Hi, Lizzie. It's such Hello. a pleasure to be here today, and I appreciate you having me on your show. Uh, you're right. This is a really important topic that we need to talk more about. Absolutely. And I have been doing um, this professionally for almost 30 years. Wow. But my experience actually dates back about 50 years. My grandmother was my very first experience with Alzheimer's disease and dementia. And she only lived a few miles from me. So I visited her regularly. And there was a period of time uh, when I was a teenager where I would go over and visit her and kind of out of the blue, she started telling me about these birds that were living in her mattress and they would come out at night and peck her face and uh, rats were invading her home and could, she mm -hmm. could see them running along the walls. And then she would proceed to tell me about the men that were uh, breaking into her house and stealing her jewelry and wanting to harm her. Mm -hmm. Sounding familiar to you, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the things that I, I, I never got an answer from him and I did a lot of research and I'm, I'm so glad that somebody wrote a book because that was one of my intentions to actually do that as well. One of the common denominator is they feel that somebody is taking out something away from them. And that's exactly what my father uh, used to say. They came into the house, somebody came into the house and started taking his jewelry. Uh, he was a, an incredible watch repair person, loved antique clocks and watches. And he kept saying that somebody's coming into the house, stealing things. Why do you think that almost all of the dementia and Alzheimer's uh, people, that suffer with this, this, this condition. Um, I don't want to call it a disease because it's a condition that develops into that. You probably can elaborate more than that, that somebody is taking something away from them. I wonder if it's uh, related, emotionally related. That's a great question. And statistically one in three people suffering from Alzheimer's disease do right. suffer from hallucinations, like my grandmother, I just described her hallucinations, and paranoia. Um, there's several reasons. So it all really um, relates back to the damage being done to the brain. Now, in terms of why they think somebody is stealing from them has to do with the paranoia. That's a very common behavior. But because the short-term memory is typically the first part of the brain to be damaged, they actually put their belongings someplace and don't remember that they did or where they put it. And I can tell you this is very true of my grandmother. Mm -hmm. So in their minds, they are conjuring up an explanation for where their belongings are and uh, as the paranoia sets in, they truly believe that somebody has come into their home and stolen their things. And this mm -hmm. happens a lot. A lot of family members and caregivers are accused of stealing things. And um, you have to really understand, that's key to unlocking the mysteries of this disease. You really have to understand 
what is happening to the brain of your loved one or the person you're caring for, and then be prepared for the unique and unusual behaviors that surface as a result of the changing brain and be prepared because there are very strategic um, ways to respond to these behaviors. And most of them are counterintuitive. I call them counterintuitive because Mm -hmm. it's not the response that you instinctively want to say. You want to Mm -hmm. defend yourself. But when you are communicating with somebody who is suffering from one of these brain diseases, there are over a hundred brain diseases that cause dementia. That's right. Alzheimer's disease is the number one and the most, the one that we hear of most. There are very um, specific ways and best practices to respond to this type of behavior. So you don't set the wheels in motion and have it turn into a more serious event, which we call catastrophic reactions. Catastrophic mm-hmm. reactions are when they get themselves so upset that it really turns into a big scene and it can mm-hmm. get nasty, can get, you know, beyond aggressive and violent. I've, we, we experienced that so many times in the yeah, last it month. Can. It's, they become so violent because they don't recognize you anymore. So that, now you become that stranger that is trying to feed them and change them and bathe them. Uh, and uh, it, is, it is very, very difficult to deal with your loved one, knowing that you want the best for them, but they don't let you because they don't, they don't recognize you. So it is uh, very challenging. It's very challenging. It's very stressful on both the family member, the caregiver, and the person's who's living with this disease. So that's really what my mission is. I have dedicated my life to helping people understand what living with Alzheimer's disease and dementia is really like Mm -hmm. and um, educating them, raising the awareness, and then also teaching them how to um, respond effectively. It's learning a new way to communicate with a person because the person living with the Alzheimer's disease Mm -hmm. can no longer communicate with us the way they did when their brains were healthy. So it's kind of like somebody losing their hearing and you don't want to just stop communicating with them. What you're going to do is you're going to find a different way to communicate. And that's exactly what we do with people living with Alzheimer's disease. It's a different way to communicate. And that's what I'm glad. I'm glad you jumping right into my next question is what would be, and it took us because we didn't know we, we didn't have your book. It took us forever to figure it out. How is, what is the best way to communicate with that person, your loved one? In my case, my own father, uh, not to trigger and trigger words, trigger actions were very, very important for him not to explode or, or to to become more violent or, or to just uh, run out. So those are the key things that uh, a lot of people that are watching this or listening to this 
uh, want, probably want to know I what can I do? What can I say? What should be my reaction towards somebody who doesn't recognize me anymore or starting not to recognize me anymore or follow, you know, take their meds and, and just feed them. I mean, the basic, basic thing is, you know, give them that nutrition that they need for the day. So to avoid aggression and violence and catastrophic reactions, and this is where the counterintuitiveness comes in, because mm -hmm. when, let's take my grandmother's example, and she's telling me, and she, I mean, is convinced that these birds are living in her mattress, and they're coming out at night and pecking at her face. And I was only like 16 years old, but because of the way I was raised, I was taught you don't contradict your elders. And so I didn't want to say to her, oh, grandma, that is the most ridiculous story I've ever heard. There couldn't be birds living in your mattress. That's impossible. So out of respect for my grandmother, what I did without even knowing it was the right thing to do is I did what we call joined her reality. I validated mm -hmm. what she was saying, even though I knew it was so far-fetched. Right. So what I did, because our gut response is to correct them. We want to fix people. It's, mm -hmm. it's part of our nature. And that's yeah. what people will typically do. So when you hear something as bizarre as I did, where my grandmother insisted that birds lived in her mattress and came out at night while she was sleeping and pecked at her face... I knew that could could not be possible. But what I said to her was, come on, grandma, let's go check it out. Let, let me go look at your mattress. So I led her into the bedroom. I pushed the mattress up, looked underneath it, and I said, I'm just not seeing where they're living and, and how they're getting out of the mattress. Maybe you can explain that to me so we can take care of this problem. See, I validated mm -hmm. what she was saying instead of trying to steer her back into my reality, which would right. have caused a lot of frustration. And she had the most interesting response. <laughs> she says to me, oh, they're there. They're very clever. And you'll see that a lot with people living with Alzheimer's disease is they will come up with a very clever answer to substantiate what they believe is true. Mm -hmm. And so hers was, oh, they're very clever. They're there. You just can't see them. So I mm -hmm. went along with it. And now all these years later, when after I decided to pursue a career in helping other families understand this disease, it turns out that unbeknownst to me, there's a whole methodology uh, behind the responses that are effective and not effective. And the way I responded by validating her and joining her reality turned out to be the way to to avoid a catastrophic reaction. And so that was my recommendation to anybody who is in this situation. And I know that it's, um, it's awkward yes. to join somebody's reality because a lot of people feel like they're fibbing, but it's the 
only, trust me on this, it's the only way to respond to somebody who is having the delusion or the false belief that mm-hmm. something you know is absolutely not true. And that's the only way you are going to defuse this situation. Yeah, I remember I used to say, well, um, let's check it out, just like what you said, or really, like question mark, okay, well, let's go see your jewelry. If everything is there, maybe you miscounted, uh, but not contradict, definitely. Exactly. That is a no-no, not contradicting, uh, not say, no, I think you're you're wrong, or anything that would trigger him being uh, aware of that, that is, is is it me and obviously they don't they don't know that and they don't want to be wrong they want to be they this is their reality so we have to deal with it not them so absolutely um lisa what is the reaction that you're getting right now from family members i mean you're in the works for this for years now which is congratulations for helping people like myself and many others uh, to deal with this issue. But what is the reaction that you're getting from people that have read your book and now congratulations and audiobook? Wow. Um, and feedbacks from, from your, from the public. Oh my gosh. The, the feedback and the responses I get from people are, so varied. I had one gentleman who read the book after his mother had already passed. And he messaged me and he said, I want to thank you for the information that you've provided to everybody through this book. He said, my mother has already gone through the Alzheimer's journey. She already passed away. But your book was able to give me closure for my mother's whole experience and my role in going through this with her because it helped me understand what she was dealing with on a daily basis. And before I read your book, I really had no idea how, what an impact this disease has on um, the day-to-day communication and um, what they deal with on a day-to-day basis. So a lot of things like that, um, people thanking me because it helped them understand um, what the disease is doing and how the brain is changing and what to look for and how to respond to it and and what the behaviors mean that um, this is their way of alternatively communicating with us because they lose the ability to articulate their wants and their needs to us at a certain point. So the communication manifests itself in these behaviors that we see. And there are a lot of them. So the first thing to do is recognize the behaviors Mm -hmm. that are part of the disease. And then we as family members and caregivers, it's up to us to um, decode those behaviors and figure out what the trigger was for the behavior and fi- and get to the bottom of what it is. Sometimes um, they're in pain. Sometimes they're cold. Sometimes they're hungry. Sometimes they just want your attention. They're bored. There are 
so many reasons why you see certain behaviors. And once you understand the principles behind them and then the triggers of these behaviors, then you can start the process of elimination of trying to um, figure out what the root of um, the behavior is and what it is they're trying to tell you. They need something. They want something. They're scared. They're, they need comforting. It's, it could be a million reasons. Uh, so I, this is what I teach people um, how to do and the correct way to approach the situation. One of the things that I noticed, especially with my father, and I started researching that a lot of other uh, people with dementia and Alzheimer's, they bite into their blanket, into their T-shirt, uh, into their uh, whatever they have in their hand. Um, and what I read was they're trying to soothe themselves just like a baby with a pacifier. Uh, either that or they have some dental issues, but most of the time is because they're trying to soothe themselves. Uh, and, and it was like having at the later time, it was like having a big baby in your hands. And it's exactly what you said. Uh, you have to do that. Okay. The diaper is not so, uh, with soil. That's fine. He has eaten. So that's not it. Uh, maybe he wants some music. One of the things my lo my dad love is to have uh, gospel songs in, in, in the house. And we played as much as we can. And that soothes them, that calm them down. Um, so if that wasn't it, check mark, check something else. It's a lot of check mark. And it is a full-time job if you think about it. A lot of people, uh, I can I can understand when some people can uh, not able to care for the, for the loved ones at home because it is a full-time job 24-7. And uh, for the people that are watching us right now or listening to this, they're probably thinking, I, I couldn't do that. And it is it is very, very um, challenging again. But with the help of your book, we probably can uh, get some tips that you will never heard uh, before. What is next for you, Lisa? What What are you looking for? I mean, you have the audiobook. Congratulations. Uh, a lot of us are very busy. I go for walks. I was just on a walk a, a little while ago. We love to listen uh, to audiobooks. And that's uh, a huge one. Anything that you're planning, anything else that comes to mind right now that you would like to do, maybe a, a, a center, I don't know, share with the world. Okay. Well, uh, first of all, I'm very, very proud of the audiobook. Um, Doug and I, my co-author, we um, selected the gal that narrated the book for us. And it's really just delightful to listen to it. I love her voice. I love um, the way she uses, um, you know, different emotions. And so it, 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 it's a great way to gather the information by, by listening to that audiobook. Um, the thing that we are about to launch is I'm doing, I'm going to be doing my own podcast. Actually, the first episode airs tomorrow and it's called Truth, Lies, and Alzheimer's, the podcast. So we're going to talk a lot about the truth, the lies, the myths, and the secret faces that hide behind this disease and help you guys understand everything. Because just as Lizzie said, 
if you care for somebody or even if you have a family member that you're not necessarily the primary caregiver, but you want to visit, it's probably one of the hardest things that anybody will ever take on because it's such a complicated disease. And there are so many unexpected things that show up on a daily basis that if you learn these strategies and, and the, um, the primary reasons why these things are occurring, it'll be a lot easier on everybody. And keep in mind, this is not a short course disease. My grandmother lived with it for 20 years. Um, the average period of time from the time the disease is diagnosed is anywhere from 8 to 15 years. That's a long, long time for family members and caregivers to try to have a stressless or stress-free relationship with somebody that is very difficult to communicate with. And you just, like I said, you just don't know what to expect. So um, anyway, that's why I'd say that in the almost 30 years that I have been counseling families, the one common denominator that I have really nailed down that is key to the success of everything that we've been talking about is number one, to understand what's happening to your loved one or the person you're caring for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Education. No. Education is a must. I mean, I've, I've did so much research on my own. Um, this is, this is cut out for you guys. The research has been done by Lisa Skinner. And uh, there is a lot of information that you can get uh, just a shortcut to the issue. Uh, she said that she's been doing this for 30, almost 30 years. Her mother, uh, grandmother has been with uh, dementia Alzheimer's for over 20. We only dealt with, uh, and I say only because I know a lot of people have a lot more time for about five years um, and really got really bad in the last two um, so it is, it is um, very, very challenging uh, to look after someone at home. Uh, but you do what you have to do. One of the things that I want to congratulate you, uh, congratulate you again, uh, Lisa, is for your podcast. Wow, that is incredible. Uh, and next, uh, tomorrow is your next show. So love to hear that one. Um, I don't want to forget for people that are watching or listening to us, where can they get this incredible book? Uh, I will put it on the screen and, uh, you know, for people to run and, and uh, order it. A couple places. We do have um, a, a really robust website with filled with lots of valuable information. It's www.truthliesalzheimers.com. Or you can um, purchase the book. There's a hardback cover. There's a paperback. There's the new audio book through Amazon. Mm -hmm. And um, I just wanted to mention that after my grandmother, um, she was my very first experience. I have since had seven more family members live oh, wow. with Alzheimer's disease. Everyone has passed away except 
for my aunt. She's still living, but she doesn't recognize anybody anymore. And uh, yeah, so it has hit my family hard. I can imagine. It, it, it must be. That's the that's the hardest part because I know my father loved me very much and I know that um that he know he knew who I was but just to have that open the door and expect that smile or expect that hug wasn't there anymore that broke my heart looked at me and I said hi I'm your I'm your daughter and he would shake no uh, so that I think is the hardest part I, I had a privilege and honor to be able to be when he passed holding his hand and uh, being able to be there with him, pray with him, and have music all the time. It was a very peaceful passing, and I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. I know it's difficult, but it was worth every minute because, again, we look for closure some way or another. We look for closure. I had it, and I'm very, very happy about that, and I know my mother is uh, very happy about that as well. He, uh, We know he's in a better place. Um I love the title of your book, Lisa, and I'm very intrigued because you chose a, a title that people are looking at them like truth and lies. Um, and what do you mean by that? Because the con the concept of Alzheimer is very different from a lot of people that I talk to. Um, some people, is, they say it's triggered by the way we eat throughout the life. Sugar contributes to Alzheimer's and um, the, the things that happens, a fall. Uh, I love to know, first of all, the title. And I'm, I'm, because you have done quite a bit of research, what do you think that are the triggers for someone to have that disease? Well, the title came out of me wanting to uncover the truth about this disease. There's a mm -hmm. lot of myths. There's a lot of misconceptions. Um, what yes. I have found is that most people associate Alzheimer's disease strictly with memory loss and confusion. And as you know, Lizzie, it is so much more complicated than that. Yes. Lies kind of refers to a couple different things the um, delusions and false beliefs like my grandmother thinking there was birds living in her mattress so i address things like that and how to deal with it but also lies pertains to the myths that people believe about this disease so we dispel those and the hidden faces really pertains to all of these behaviors and um, symptoms and signs that accompany the disease that most people aren't even aware go with the disease. I've had so many people say to me, yeah, my mother has Alzheimer's disease, but she's also gone crazy. She's, she's crazy now. No, 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 no. This is not mental illness. This is a brain disease. And the the brain is suffering damage in various parts of the brain. It's a changing brain. And um, this is what's causing everything you see. And there's so many layers to, to this disease that the best way to recognize them is to understand what to expect and then be prepared by knowing how to respond. Um, that's another thing that I do have coming out very soon is a training program to teach people 
everything we've talked about today. You can get more information about it on my website if you'd like. Wow, there it is. Uh, not only your podcast, not only the audiobooks, but we we are doing training. Wow, good for you. Congratulations. This is incredible, Lisa. And we need more people like yourself. We need more people that care for one another. I mean, we are here as an entrepreneur, as a servant uh, to serve. And there's so many people that need this kind of help, people that uh, have exhorted uh going to some psychiatrists and, and, and doctors. And there's there's so many people with uh, this issue right now. We need more people like yourself. So thank you. Thank you for uh, taking part and taking the ownership and saying, you know what? Um, this is dear to my heart. This is incredible. And that's why I love to have people like you on the show because it, it touched me uh, and I went through it personally. This is something that I lived, not something that I can make it up. I've, I've mentioned it on my book. And uh, so it is very, very important to have uh, support, to have knowledge and to have education. I think those are the greatest thing that we all have to have in our life in order to be able to succeed and to cope with challenges that uh, has been put upon us and uh, thrive right? Because if we're not good, if we're not educated, if we're not uh, given that information, how can we, we help others, right? right? So it starts from us, kind of like when we're in the uh, airplane, right? We put the oxygen us first and then our children so we can, we can save them. Um, one of the things that I want to thank you is for doing what you do and uh, sharing your incredible book. Congratulations again on your podcast. And uh, you're doing so much. Um, incredible. Incredible. You have lots and lots to do. So the website again is for everyone. www.truthliesalzheimers.com. Awesome. So this recording will be not only uh, the, the audio and the video with the Authors Den podcast, the Authors Den podcast in the website. And as you can see down here, there's tons and tons of places where this is being uh, played and uh, love for you to check it out. Lisa, thank you. I know you're very busy. There's another interview that you're doing pretty soon, but this has been incredible. And uh, your your um, training is going to start right uh, next month, I assume, for people that would like to get training on this. Yeah, yeah. There's more information on the website that people can um, can find out how to access my. It's a six week course, and wow. we we peel back the onion and do a deep dive into this disease, and really delve into. Um, what to look for, how to handle it, how to respond. So you can get back to what really matters, spending quality time with your loved one. And that's what really matters. That's Thank you so much, Lisa. It's been great and have an amazing day. Thanks. Thanks again for having me. I appreciate it very much. Okay, everyone, we will be back with another guest and another author. And please check it out, Lisa Skinner book in Am on Amazon and on her website. It's been great talking to you, everyone, and we'll be back soon. Have an amazing day.
Thank you for listening to another exciting episode of the Author's Den podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any of our future episodes. That's all for now. We'll see you next time.